Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. When Sweet Tarts dared to combine sweet and tart, they thought, why stop there? Why not create other exciting and unexpected combinations like rainbows and ropes or fruity and gummy or chewy and more chewy? That's why they created fun treats like Sweet Tarts Twisted Rainbow Ropes, Gummies Fruity Splits, and Chewy Fusions. When you dare to combine, it's sure to blow your mind. Sweet Tarts, dare to combine. Visit SweetTartsCandy.com to shop now. Hello and welcome to another episode of Smart TV. And for the third and sadly final week, I have with me David Brown, Deputy Proofies Editor of the Radio Times and doing, I think, a masterful act of sitting in for our dear friend, Kellyanne Taylor, who is still, yes, capital letters, away on holiday. I do hope she's having a good time. Rightio, David, what shall we kick off with? A bit of Strictly coming back this way? What What are your thoughts on the, uh, the A-list roll call that they have put together this year? I, I always try to kind of resist Strictly because I feel it's the harbinger of winter. But I live in a very Strictly household mm. and um, everybody's into it. And this launch show, we always call it the straddle show because it's the episode <laughs> where the dancers mount their partners don't they they kind of leap into their arms whether they're excited to be with them or not I always think. oh they always say they're so happy and yeah. that it's the person they were wishing for which frankly if it's not Giovanni I don't believe <laughs> so um do you think that you can tell who's going to win from that straddle show of which you speak yeah I mean I always think that in the public's consciousness there are the soap fans and there are the regular TV viewers and the soap fans always know that their actors are going to do well and I think that's going to be the case this year I mean we've seen it before haven't we Cara Toynton and Jill Halfpenny and Rose Ailing Ellis yep. so I would keep my eye on Bobby Brazier yep. and Ellie Leach from EastEnders Fantastic. and Corrie respectively proper insider <laughs> calculus knowledge you're like that um, expert in Moneyball who shows Brad Pitt how to win at the game um, Fantastic. what about okay. you? Oh, every year I say, oh, I'm not going to watch this year. It's too much of a commitment. Of course, you get 
you get pulled in, don't you? You hear the the tune. Um, I've done so much radio where they play that tune as a sort of jingle to the discussion that I think it's kind of enmeshed in me now. That's how I feel. I mean, we not only watch Strictly, but we end up watching It Takes Two every mm-hmm. weeknight. So by December, I feel that if someone were to take me captive, I would confess to anything if they would play that Strictly <laughs> theme like music. A, I'm like so sick of it by December. pooch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we have another throwback. This is very much mm, TV as though it's 2005 because we have Neighbours returning on Freevee. Now, you and I have both watched a bit of this. Mm. And so we can't spoil it because not just because uh, I'm scared of embargoes. Hey, bring them on. (laughs) But because it's more fun if you don't know what's going on. But what we can say is there is an almighty twist. They're going in large right from the beginning. What do you make of this return? It's quite interesting because you'll find a lot of articles out there predicting the death of soap operas. And this is what happened when a show, a continuing drama with a loyal fan base gets mobilised and vocal. Amazon Freebie have obviously realised that there's a ready-made revenue stream on Mm -hmm. Ramsey Street and have reinstalled cameras there. And much to their credit, really, because it is basically business as usual, isn't it, on Neighbours, I think? Very much so. I mean, there's this strange, unexplained gap in time. So it finished, what, 14 months ago. Uh And they sort of say, the first time anybody gets a chance to say anything, they say, oh, it's been a funny old couple of years. So there are lots of tips to uh, to the fans. There's very much a wink to the camera. Well, Neighbours is now set in the future. Effectively, <laughs> it's Star Trek. I think they should have gone 10 years into the future and Harold could have been on the hoverboard or something like that. <laughs> that would have been good. I mean, Harold's there. We've got uh, Susan and Carl. Um, I must tell you, once I went to a Neighbours script writing workshop in Melbourne and I asked about Susan and Carl, Alan Fletcher and Jackie Woodburn, and the script editor just looked totally awestruck. He said to me, oh, that's a once in a generation. Chemistry, you don't mess. And well, I thought, mm, it's not exactly bogey and cool, is it? But well, you mind know. you, my favourite ever plot line from Neighbours was the 2014 Erinsborough tornado when um, Susan Kennedy gave Lou Carpenter an emergency tracheotomy after a, a beam landed on him and she was guided all the way over the phone by husband Carl. Oh. It, it was high stake stuff that she did it with a biro, bless her. Stunning. Well, they've all survived to tell the tale because they're all there. And we should also mention that Toadfish is clear and present as well. So, Toadfish, man and boy on oh, that street. Well, he said he was going to go off and be a plumber, but he got the call again. Oh, really? So we would have seen. I mean, that's a reality TV show, isn't it? What happens when you've been a soap star for the 30 years of your adult life and you have to go and start being a plumber in Melbourne? I mean, I would have watched that. Of course, definitely. I mean, I, I think that they should all have a crack at ordinary jobs. I'd like to see Adam Woodyatt doing the same over here. Bill Roach at <laughs> 90. What a great show. Yeah, there we go. There we are. We said it here. Copyright. What else have you got for us? OK, well, on to more serious matters then. There is a documentary with Chris Packham where he's looking at whether it is the right time to break the law. Uh, So he is looking at the fact that within his own lifetime, he's seen much of the natural world that he's loved perish. And he doesn't really see governments doing much to halt the decline. So he's wondering whether he could get mobilised in quite a radical way. And 
I always find him quite a, a force for good on TV, Chris Packham. I know just over the last week, really, I've kind of noticed in my social media feed mm-hmm. lots of stuff about how much is Chris Packham really worth? And it's almost like there's like a campaign against him. Oh, there almost. is, there is. Well, I mean, he's talked about this. He has been in court with people making false, heinous allegations against him. He's had to up the security on his home. It's a strange one because David Attenborough never got any of that, did he? And it's obviously a different age. And what he's talking about, as as this documentary discusses, is increasingly political. It's not enough to say anymore, I just want the birds and bees to survive. There's a great cost that appears to come with that. And people aren't prepared to pay the cost. And this is where Chris Packham enters the fray. I think it's really interesting what you say, because he's approaching a bit of a fork in the roads. On the one hand, he has the lovely, wholesome next Attenborough tag. He's got his huge BBC and Channel 4 platform. And on the other hand, and he is an activist to his bones and those two worlds don't marry easily i think he wants to be on the right side of history you know but um yeah at, at what cost his job within the bbc it's a very tough one to, and then to call if he does lose his job he loses his mobility in terms of influencing millions of people so he i think you're absolutely right i think he re- we're watching a noble man wrestle with quite a 2023 dilemma and it's fascinating and I support him. The advice he gets within the programme as well, he says to um, one campaigner, what should I go and do? And they say, you need to go out there and get yourself arrested because of your profile, Mm. it will attract headlines not only towards yourself but towards the issues. So yeah, tricky one. In the short term, but then no programme, no more messages. Yes. Very tricky. The supermodels. Oh, now this is exciting. This is what undiluted, this is potent, extraplanetary glamour. So we're talking (laughs) the supermodels. We're talking Linda Evangelista. I wouldn't get out of bed for less than $10,000 a day. I mean, I'm not sure you could say that now without being cancelled. But my goodness, it summed up that that hubris that they gloried in, didn't they? Because, um, so we're talking, aren't we? I mean, it's it's the big four plus the much-missed Tachana Patiz, who was around for the Vogue cover in the 1990s. She has since died, but we have the other four. We have Linda Evangelista, Cindy Crawford, Naomi Campbell, and... Christy Turlington. Thank you. The wholesome girl next door. <laughs> uh, a one for everyone. It's like the Spice Girls. They knew what they <laughs> yeah. were doing. So, of course, they were on the Vogue cover. George Michael recruited them for his Freedom 90 video. They walked together in the Gianni Versace 1991 and 1992 a fashion show and it really was power to the women and while you might think that that amount of money was quite decadent for what they were presenting they all make the point that it was the first time they weren't being manipulated and just used as as kind of items and just mannequins by men in the industry. It's kind of emancipation through capitalism, isn't it? Totally. It's <laughs> emancipation through throwing off your clothes and strutting. Yeah. I mean, Kim Kardashian clearly uh, read the book, mm-hmm. but uh, fascinating for just a journey back into recent past. This is on Apple TV, isn't it, as well? Yes, and it's a four-parter. So there's plenty of uh, digging into the weeds of the politics of the time, the social culture of the time. And of course, as you know, all roads lead to George Michael for me. So once again, (laughs) he spotted something that we're still talking about a generation on. Okay, what else should we talk about? There's also a new season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is starting today, Friday, on Netflix. Now, I must say that this is one of those programmes that my older son, 
who is about to leave home and I'm go sorry, to David. university, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> got me into. Um, I think when your children are young, you kind of want to impose your TV on them. You're like really you hopeful that, yes. you know, that they're going to get into what you Give like. Give them their greens. Well, that's true. But then as they get older, it's much more fun when they start introducing you to stuff. Right. So um, without my older boy, I would never have found Friday Night Dinner, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and latterly, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is a kind of cult sitcom, which deserves a wider audience over here. I think most people will probably know its main star, Rob McElhenney, as being one of the owners of Wrexham. Um, It's about a gang of five, some are related, some are friends. They all kind of circle around this pub, Paddy's Bar, and they get into all sorts of misadventures, most of which... I cannot really reveal the contents of on a family podcast. But there's many times when I've kind of got to the end of an episode and said, I can't believe that they just went there. But they do regularly. And uh, yeah, I want to say thank you to my older boy, A, for being a brilliant son, but also for offering this up to me. It's going to be disastrous on the household when he leaves in terms of quality TV. (laughs) In terms of the culture deficit. Yes. (laughs) Um, So he's, this Rob chap is the one who isn't Ryan Reynolds in all the pictures of the Wrexham. (laughs) Oh, we've brought so much money, this miraculous rags to riches, but, you know, via a Hollywood paycheck. Yeah, that's right. And he seems like such like a good guy. But whereas... The characters that they all play on on the sitcom, they're all complete sociopaths. So (laughs) uh, they have no kind of conscience about whatever they do. Somebody described it as Seinfeld on acid. Oh, (laughs) my goodness. uh, Perhaps a a fitting epithet for it. But yeah, it's brilliant. If you've never seen it before, go for it. There's 16 seasons to get into uh, Netflix in its entirety. All right. And also, I need to tell you, please don't spoil it for me. I have six episodes left of Ted Lasso. Oh, wow. Very late to that party, I know, but I am really enjoying it. I'm always a bit suspicious when there's so much hype around a programme and, of course, it gets all the fans and all the awards, but it it is doing something very special and I'm really, really enjoying it and I'm already worrying about what comes afterwards. Yeah, so have you perhaps, got anything lined up? I well, mean, perhaps it's old Philadelphia. Go for it, all go right. for it. I'd love to know what you make of it. Okay. <laughs> Do we have... A spot of other business? Yeah, well, I do like to bring an anniversary to the podcast. I've gone for 30 years of Fraser, which I think is quite apposite because Fraser is going to be tossing that salad and scrambling those eggs again very soon, isn't he, in a revival? Yes. How do you feel about that? Well, I think that there's life in it. I would kind of like to find out what he's up to. And it's quite intriguing that he's going to be back in Boston for Mm. this new season. Where he started in the bar, which was Cheers. Exactly. And the fact that there are lots of Cheers cast members still alive suggests to me that they might kind of drop in, don't you reckon? Oh, you think that this is a moment for a big... Of one of those um, hand claps for Shelley Long just walking in and they have to wait for 30 seconds. Yes, I think so. (laughs) While um, Ted Danson takes a bow. That's right. Oh, I hope so. I mean, I don't think you can beat those early cheer stars for chemistry. Well, completely. I mean, there are kind of those who prefer cheers to Frasier and vice versa. Mm. I'm more in the kind of Frasier camp. I find some of those early episodes of Cheers are a, a little bit strange now in terms of the gender. Oh, poly- yes. You I know? Mean, Sam was shameless. But I mean, I really like on Frasier the dynamic between um, Frasier and Niles and the fact that they often have their pomposity pricked by the dad, you know, Martin, the yes. gruff retired cop. Yes. Uh, so it's a great dynamic and I think it's aged really, really well. And for me... 
it's superior to Cheers, which you, which you can find in its entirety too on Paramount Plus, which is where Frasier is, along with broadcasts on Channel Four streaming too. So there's two places to oh, find Frasier. So we Frasier. can watch all of Frasier on all four, or whatever. It, what is the artist formerly known as All Four? It's just now? Channel Four. Just now. Channel Four yeah, now. Yeah. Okay. So, that, so we can watch all of Frasier on Channel Four. Yeah. Com, and then Frasier, when it comes back, will be on Paramount Plus. That's right. You've okay. got it. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. Thank goodness we have you here, David. Um, I think that's pretty much all we have time for. Do write in with any recommendations for shows you think we should be covering. Please don't tell me what happens in Ted Lasso. Any shows you um, are desperate for us to avoid because they are like uh, nails going down a blackboard every time you hear the opening credits. And we look forward to hearing from you. Please do write in to podcast at radiotimes.com. And in the meantime, happy Happy viewing. viewing. 